Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome home to the No Parents Podcast. Each week, I share my recovery story of losing both of my parents to help others normalize their thoughts on grief. Hello, and welcome home to episode four of the No Parents Podcast. Today's episode is about my mom's secret box. I wanted to share this story with you guys because it's honestly the first time I felt like I really allowed myself to kind of have feelings after my mom died. I was really proud of being strong, and I was really obsessed with the idea that, you know, maybe if I didn't cry, I would feel better. And I think that's a lie we tell ourselves is that we also hope that we will feel better by just not having feelings. For people that don't fully understand what it's like to lose a parent, um, those first few weeks after you lose them, you feel really confused about a lot of feelings, and maybe even for months and maybe even for years. But at the time that my mom died, I actually had to deal with a couple other things, and one of them was I had to move out of my house because there was a disagreement in the family and I had to go live somewhere else. So I went to go live with my best friend, Mary, and her family, which they're the best people I've ever met in my life, and they really helped me out in a lot of ways. You know, they allowed me to continue finishing school, and they allowed me to just continue on with my life and provided a home for me that was very stable, and I'm just forever grateful for them. So basically, um, a little background about my mom. She was pretty popular. She was really smart, witty, beautiful, very sentimental. She was creative. She was a jack-of-all-trades. She was kind of like MacGyver and Jody Vila, which I think Jody Vila is more of a boomer joke, but she was really sentimental. And one of the things that she left behind was this box. And she always told me, don't read this box, don't open this box until I'm dead. And I'm like, Mom, like, what do you mean don't open this box till you're dead? And she's like, don't open the box until I'm dead. So, me wanting to open this box for years, I forgot about it. And uh, finally, the time came where, you know, I actually got to open the box because she was gone. And I didn't really know what to expect. Like, a little part of me expected, like, maybe my dad wasn't really dead. And maybe it was letters from him. And maybe I would, like, go meet up with him somewhere. And, like, we would be together. Like, I don't know. When you're a kid, you come up with really weird thoughts. Like, I always thought maybe my dad was, like, in prison for something, like, top secret. And he was, like, a secret agent. Or, I don't know, watched, like, too much too many movies. I didn't I didn't know what to think. So basically, we're cleaning out the basement and we're going through all these boxes and I'm like, "Oh my gosh. This is the box and I totally forgot about it." So when I saw it, I just immediately started crying and tears filled in my eyes. And I looked at my friend Mary and I was like, "This is my mom's box." And she's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "This is my mom's secret box that she wouldn't let me open." And I kind of felt like SpongeBob and Patrick where it's like spongebob secret box but um it's a wooden box with wine bottles on it and it's like a vineyard and it's pretty old and it smelled awful because it had been through so many floods and i opened the box just slightly and i see all these papers stuck together they're like pink and blue and yellow and i see napkins and i see all these amazing things and i'm so excited to just finish packing and go home but also just really sad because it was like when you lose people when you find anything, even if it's just their sock, like, it means so much to you to see their handwriting again. It's like, it could have been a grocery list yesterday, and then the next day, it's like this artifact of their life, and I I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how I felt. Like, any piece of my mom's belongings that I found were, like, an artifact to me, so finding this was, like, finding an ancient relic. Like, I was so excited to open it, and 
I was really sad at the time. Like, my eyes filled with tears. It was the first time I was like, okay, like, oh my god, like, okay, like, I actually have feelings and I can't hold them back anymore. And even just talking about it right now, my eyes are kind of filling with tears right now. But um, there was going to be some real things in this box. And seeing my mom's handwriting and all these little napkins, I started realizing like my mom left me behind memories like that's what these are these are old memories of hers like I didn't know how far back they dated back but me and my adoptive sister I call her um we sorted everything out and we were crying we were reading stories and laughing and honestly this box is full of so many emotions my mom was always very I would say because I identify as being codependent I would say my mom was probably codependent too um, she always like was in a good mood. Everything was always good. You know, I think she really only told people that she really trusted when she was upset, but this box was real. This box had a lot of raw emotions in it, emotions that I wasn't used to seeing, emotions that I didn't even know she felt. So I can definitely see why she didn't want me to open them. I think a part of her was like shy about them and like shame to have feelings maybe, but I had a blast opening this box. Like there were stories about my mom and her friends like making out in the car and driving around town and in like high school and poems about her high school crushes and stories about her trip to Florida, about some guy that she met there, some guy I've never even heard of. I always knew there was some guy on a motorcycle, but like never knew about anyone else. And um, there were letters from her boyfriend that she had at camp and letters from her friends at University of Illinois and a tape recording of her and her friends drinking and smoking and talking about a lucky lolly, which I don't even know what that is, but I think it's a TV show. Um, she kept letters and birthday cards and photos of her favorite memories and poems of heartbreaks and hard times and happy times and letters from my dad, which were like, I don't own anything of my dad's except for his telescope. And to own these little pieces of paper, like shreds of moments of their lives, like I never got to know my dad. And so like reading his writing and just reading his thoughts and what he was feeling for her. Like he kept writing, I wish I could get to you faster on the expressway. I wish there was a way to pass the tolls. And I was like, dad, like you invented the iPass and you didn't even know it. Um, there were stories of her bedroom window, which I guess she would always leave it unlocked for her friend Delore to sneak in at night, which is funny because she used to always tell me like, you better not sneak out your window and things like that. And she was like so obsessed with it. And I'd ask my friends, I'm like, are, are your parents like obsessed with you sneaking out the window? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, that makes sense now because she probably stuck out the window every night. Um, there's also stories of her getting her door taken away, which was funny. I guess she did something bad and my uh, grandpa took her door away. And she also had a stepsister that lived in California and there were letters from them too, just talking about acting and talking about singing and just like who they were dating at the time and what the times were like, which was so funny because they were like ordering taxis and paying for payphones, mentioning all this stuff that just does not exist anymore, which was so funny to me. It was so interesting, too, because they didn't have cell phones as kids. So, like, all of their um, communication was, like, meet me at the park at 7, and if you're not there, I'll know you're a loser tonight. You know, just, like, weird things like that. And um, her story, there was a story, too, about how she lied about her age so that she could be a bartender and earn money to buy a car, which is pretty funny because, you know, to, like, lie about your age, you can't really do that anymore. But, you know, pretty honorable to have bought a car. Sorry if you've heard my phone go off a couple times. I just put it on silent. But her story, um, she lied about her age, which is really funny to me. 
Um, it was a box of vulnerability, like something that my mom really was. It was extremely healing for me. And one of the poems that she left behind, and I don't know who this poem is for, but I read it as though it's for me because I feel like, I don't know, who cares? Like, I love this poem. I think it's beautiful. If I should leave, remember me, please. Remember the things that I used to do. Remember how many of them were with you. Remember the mistakes that I once may have made. Remember to learn from them. Remember they fade. Remember the things that we used to do, but mostly remember that I did them with you. And it's really a simple poem, but I don't know, it makes me happy. Like, I feel like it, it speaks to me in a way because my mom was a very hard worker and without my dad, it meant that she had to work all the time. Like, I was a latchkey kid. I never had parents home. I pretty much raised myself, like, raised by wolves. I don't know. but um. She always knew what we were up to, but I think that poem is so sweet because towards the end of her life, as my mom was dying, she told me that one of the things that she regretted was not being around a lot. And so, you know, like when I read that poem, it's like, remember that I did them with you and got a little teary here, but I knew how sad my mom's friends were. They loved her so much and her best friends were always really good to her. And she always told me that good friends are hard to find. And when you find them, you better keep them and treat them well. And it's so true because I used to have like 20 friends that I considered myself close with. And now my real friends, I can count them probably on one hand. And they've been there forever. They're my longest best friends. And I kind of thought to myself, like, if it were my friends and I had this box, I would want someone to give this box to them. And so what I did for Christmas was I separated everything. So like her friends, Lori and Kathy and Diane and everybody just got a piece of her writing. So it was like letters to her and Lori, which was like her best, best friend. And then Kathy and Diane were sisters and they, they got like all these other pieces of papers and just crazy like birthday cards and letters and pictures and photos and tapes and all this amazing stuff. And they didn't know what was coming to them. And, um... They were from 8th grade forward, so it was all their inside jokes, letters, stories. Some received, you know, little magazine clippings that were, like, story. Like, there was, like, some funny story about Diane, and she had, like, little cutout magazine model faces, and it was it was just really funny and creative. And um, so I surprised them, and I sent it all to them without them knowing. And when they opened it, they all called me crying or texting me crying. Like, I had no idea that these pieces of paper even still existed. Like, you just took me so far into the past. Like, I didn't even know your mom had these things. Like, your mom is the most sentimental person. This is the greatest gift I could have ever received. And the purpose of me sharing this story is because it was very healing for me to come from a place where. I took my mom's memories and I gave them away. I took the memory of my mom and I shared it. I took her life and I put it out there. And right now I'm still kind of putting it out there with this podcast, but I it was a healing step for me. It was like I don't have to hold all this stuff to myself. Like there's other people that valued this life just as much as I do. And I think that's something that I've come to learn over time is that I feel like I lost this person. And it's so personal to me, but so many people lost my mom. Like, my mom had, like, 300 people at her funeral, which was, like, how? Like, how do we even know that many people? But she, um, you know, just sharing my mom's memory 
super healing for me. I shared the same stories with my grandma and I shared it with my friends and now I share them with you and I hope that this inspires you to share the memories of your loved ones. Talk to people. They were close. They probably have stories that you don't even know about and they're probably just as excited to talk about your loved one as you are. So if you have not already followed the my Instagram, it is the No Parents Podcast where I post daily grief quotes about how I'm feeling and I also have a Facebook as well which is also a the No Parents Podcast. So you can follow me there and you can have some updates on what I'm going through, kind of what my thoughts are. It'll help you help yourself become familiar with the thoughts of grief as they come because I think sometimes we don't even recognize when we're grieving. So it's an important thing for you to follow that. Um, I hope that you take care. I hope you found some peace and comfort in this episode and I hope that encourages you to share your story with someone else. Have a great day and I will see you for episode five Episode 5, I'm going to be covering what to keep and what to give away. When my mom died, we had to go through everything, which was really hard, but I think I can kind of give you some advice because I kept a lot of things I shouldn't have and got rid of some things I should have kept and also kept a ton of things that I ended up throwing out later and kind of wasted money on a storage unit. So there's a whole bunch of things that I want to go through, even talking about storage units and how they work in general, because sometimes you really have to make a decision fast and you don't really have time to go through it. And there's just a lot of different ways that you can organize things. Um, I want to just give that advice because I just have a lot of insight and a lot of regrets about you know, what I did with her things and just hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, for example, I don't even know where I put her wedding dress and it's a mystery to this day. So I just want to go over keeping an inventory as well and how to do that. So I hope you have a good day. Take care and I will see you for episode five.